what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. internet travelers and welcome once again to a before and after show it's a solo show this week um i don't have a guest but i figured i'd still release some content and check in with you guys and say what's up and uh what i've been watching this week and a couple movies that are coming out this week um if you listened at all over the summer thank you thank you thank you we did a new format um it was an older movie and a summer blockbuster movie and i think we're going to continue that obviously summer blockbuster season is over but there's still new releases every week and i'm not necessarily excited about anything uh for the foreseeable future but uh that won't stop us from releasing an episode so uh we'll get into it later about what uh what this week's movie is yeah so what have i been watching i i actually went to a local drive-in theater this weekend and saw um a couple movies that are very near and dear to my heart. Uh, if you've listened to the show at all, um, you know, one of them is one of my favorite movies of all time. Every time I watch it, inching slowly, more slowly to becoming my favorite film of all time. And uh, the drive-in showed uh, Jurassic Park, uh, the classic Jurassic Park, and Steven Spielberg's also director of Jurassic Park. Um, Jaws, back-to-back, which are, that, oh my gosh, that's a, uh, it's like they designed it for me. And it was a good time, man. Uh, this this drive-in is doing good stuff. Um, if you're anywhere near the Bakersfield area, you should check it out. Yeah, uh, it's called it's called Centertain uh, Drive-in, and they do events every now and again. Um, the their big event is going to be October 21st at Sam Lynn Ballpark here in Bakersfield, and. They will uh, they will be doing a Back to the Future 2 special event. It's going to be a blowout celebration of Back to the Future. You guys should totally go. It looks like it's going to be super fun. The DeLorean's going to be there. Doc Brown's going to be there. Um, there are going to be citizens of Hill Valley walking around. It's going to be really cool. Uh, just look up Centertain. Uh, they're on Facebook. They have a website. I think it's just centertain.com. Uh, they're not having me advertise. I just want to get the word out. They're pretty great. Saw Jurassic Park. It's not been that long since Jurassic World came out. Um, after we saw Jurassic World and were thoroughly disappointed by every second of that torturous uh, heap of dung. We busted out Jurassic Park for a friend who had never seen it before. And uh, man, the movie holds up. It holds up so well. Those effects are still great. Uh, those performances are still solid. Even the things that shouldn't work, like the entirety of Jeff Goldblum's line delivery is fantastic. Um, it's just, that movie's just so solid all the way around. It's, oh man, and that kitchen scene with the raptors. If you haven't watched Jurassic Park in a while, go check it out. If you haven't shown your kids Jurassic Park and they love Jurassic World, go show them what's up and actually show them a good movie. Yeah, so that was that was great. Uh, Jaws is still great. I mean, I've done an entire episode dedicated to Jaws. It's just so good. I mean, you know, it's uh, I could watch that movie so many times. 
this was my third time seeing Jaws in a theater-type setting this year, and it very much felt like my third time watching Jaws this year. Uh, it's a great movie, but I was very much like, I know exactly what's going to happen immediately. Um, doesn't make it less awesome, though. I'll, oh, man, I will just continue loving that movie forever. What else have I watched this week? I finally finished The the Jinx. Whew. Uh, man, what a... What a documentary that is. Uh, it's on HBO. It's about Robert Durst, and it is uh, crazy town banana pants. It is. Yeah, it's uh, it's harrowing, to say the least. Um, and it's it's not easy to watch at parts. It's not particularly violent or gory or anything like that, but it's, it's just Robert Durst has some demons that I... I'm almost willing to say that literally, uh, watching him in, in interviews and hearing him in court tapes and, and things like that. It's, there is something going on with that man that is not right. And, uh, you know, the footage here helped bring him in and, and will hopefully bring him to justice because, uh, it is a crazy story and that, um, that finale garnered a lot of attention this year and I finally understand why, you know, I, I thought I knew what to expect because so many people had been talking about it, but it was really, really harrowing to watch and really intense. Um, yeah, The Jinx is, is great documentary filmmaking, but it is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's really, really uh, a commitment uh, emotionally and time-wise. I mean, it's, it's essentially a six-hour documentary, so... I watched a little bit of the new Dimitri Martin special, Live at the Time. Wasn't impressed. I felt like he was stealing a lot of premises from Mitch Hedberg and kind of reworking them a little bit. Uh, he's always been very similar to Mitch. Mitch is one of my all-time favorite comedians. And I've been fine with that sort of one-liner style of humor. Like, that's just some guys where that's their style, and that's fine. He's always gotten comparisons to him, but he's never directly ripped off anything from Mitch. And I felt like in the special... I've only seen like the first 15 minutes of it or so. There were certain bits that rang of Mitch's material, Mitch's early material. And it just like, I maybe I need to watch it again and watch it in the context of the, uh, the entire special. But it, there was something about it that just wasn't sitting that right with me. So, oh, I saw a Steve Martin film I'd never seen before this week. I, uh, my fiance and I watched... My Blue Heaven, starring Steve Martin and Rick Moranis, and uh, it's based off of the life of Henry Hill, who you guys probably recognize from the film Goodfellas and from the book he wrote, Wise Guys, and it came out the same year as Goodfellas, and it's actually about his life post uh, where Goodfellas ends. It's all about his life in witness protection. There has been a ton of creative liberties taken from it, uh, for it. It's been turned into a romantic comedy. Steve Martin is just super over the top. It's a fun little watch. Uh, cinematically, there's not a lot going on. It's not, you know, game-changing. But uh, Steve Martin is so entertaining, and Rick Moranis is... He's just solid. I just love that guy. Um, I love both those guys so much. Steve Martin's hilarious in it, all obviously. Um, it's a little sappy, a little saccharine at the end for me. Um, but it's... I don't know. It's, it's worth seeing Steve Martin act Italian and ridiculous. Um... There's a, I don't know, there's some fun stuff in it. Uh, I think it'd be a great double feature with Goodfellas, just to kind of see the uh, the juxtaposition between the two films. 
but I don't know if they would uh, flow seamlessly into each other. I just think they would be fun to watch uh, back to back. Uh, I think that's it for what I've been watching this week. So I'm going to take a short break and I will be right back. we're back uh okay so there's pretty much only one wide release coming out this weekend as far as i know i'm not particularly excited about it just right out of the gate um though i'm very fascinated by it and we'll get into that by in a second um the film is called no escape and no escape stars um owen wilson and pierce brosnan of all people former james bond now if you um know me at all you know that i'm a big james bond fan i've recently watched all uh 23 22 of the bond films uh, i believe it's 23 and uh you know there it's a franchise that very recently is near and dear to my heart but it is still very near and dear to my heart but first uh let's talk about the movie we're going to be talking the older film we're going to be talking about um we're going to be talking about a film that came out in 2005, uh, starring Pierce Brosnan and another unlikely man to be starring with him, Greg Kinnear. And that film is called The Matador. It's supposed to be kind of a dark comedy in the vein of uh, not quite an analyze this because he's not a mobster. He's an he's an Pierce Brosnan plays an ex hitman, um, and he t- kind of teams up with Greg Kinnear, who's like a straight laced businessman. And, uh, they end up not, um, their paths cross in kind of, uh, weird ways. I'm not too sure on the movie. I mean, the movie's, what, 10 years old at this point. Uh, I remember seeing previous for it. I remember thinking it looked okay. Um, I remember hearing pretty positive reviews of it. And I was, uh, working my first job at the illustrious Hollywood Video Rental, uh, facility, and I remember the film coming out, and it was one of those ones that I saw on the wall every time I passed by it and never got around to, and so I still haven't. Kind of slipped through the cracks, but it's talked about as kind of a sleeper. Um, I feel like a lot of people mention it in the same breath as a uh, as a Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I'm a big fan of, and uh, just sort of that punchy dialogue and, and uh, kind of a good action comedy. I like action comedies a lot. I think I have a soft spot for them, so... Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, now, I know a lot of you are probably thinking, yeah, but we're used to seeing Pierce Brosnan in that kind of role. You know what you're going to get when you see Pierce Brosnan in kind of a hitman action hero type of movie. You should do an Owen Wilson movie where he kind of plays against type. And I agree. So, bonus third movie for the week. Um, I will be watching the film Behind Enemy Lines. Uh, starring Owen Wilson and Gene Hackman, where um, Owen Wilson plays a Navy navigator who gets shot down and hunted by the um, terrorists or whatever the bad guys are in this movie. I don't know a whole lot about it. It's from 2001, um, so baby Owen Wilson is in this. It also stars Gene Hackman, uh, you know, one of the all-time greats who was uh, failed later on in his career by, uh, I don't know if it was by agents or by his own volition, but, you know, uh, going out and retiring on a film starring Ray Romano may not have been the best choice for that man. 
So we'll see how it goes. I'm not particularly excited about Behind Enemy Lines. I don't think it looks very good. I never thought it looked very good. I bought it as part of a two-film set containing... uh, This is weird. Containing The Thin Red Line and Behind Enemy Lines on the same disc. And uh, that's because it was part of this uh, 20th Century Fox 75th anniversary thing where if you bought certain, um, quote, double feature DVDs in their... Uh, promotions you got a free movie poster and one of them was this like super cool um empire strikes back poster and i really wanted that poster so i went out and bought two of the dvds and i think i bought uh thin red line and behind enemy lines i guess they're two war movies that have the word line in them which is why they packaged them together which is really dumb and uh say anything in garden state in the same package And what they didn't know is that it was a lottery to get those posters. So you open it up and you would type in your code online and it would give you maybe five out of the 12 posters that they had to choose from. And the Empire Strikes Back one, being as popular as it is, because it's the Empire Strikes Back, was one of the rarer ones. So you had to buy a bunch of these DVDs in order to get the option to order one of the Empire Strikes Back posters. So I ended up getting... Um, a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid poster, as well as a Walk the Line poster, which was kind of, I don't know. Um, I already have a Walk the Line poster. It's my favorite film poster of all time. And uh, the one I got from 20th Century Fox isn't as cool as the theatrical poster for that movie. So it was kind of a, a kind of a wash, I guess you could say, on the uh, that DVD buying experience. But what are you going to do? I have those movies. I've never watched any of them. I've seen Garden State before i saw garden state before i bought the movie uh so i've never seen say anything i've never seen thin red line i've never seen behind enemy lines so why not put that uh disc to use so i'm not it's got a 6.8 on uh on imdb i don't like owen wilson that much but it is something different for him the problem is i can't picture owen wilson being anyone but owen wilson and i don't like owen wilson that much so We'll see how it goes. I don't even know if the action's supposed to be any good. It's directed by a guy whose name escapes me, but I can tell you that he directed the 2006 remake of The Omen, as well as the most recent and worst Die Hard movie, uh, Good Day to Die Hard. So prospects are uh, not shiny for this uh, this particular film. Back to The Matador. Uh, it also has a 6.8 on IMDb. I'm more excited for The Matador. I think it looks actually pretty good. Um, I, But I also like Pierce Brosnan and Greg Kinnear more than I like Owen Wilson. Uh, maybe Gene Hackman's really good in Behind Enemy Lines. We'll see. But So those are the two movies I'm going to be watching that are older films. I think it'll give me a good sense for uh, what post-Bond uh, Pierce Brosnan is like because I don't really have a good sense of that. And it'll give me an idea of what kind of a different feel for Owen Wilson is. And that brings me to No Escape. So No Escape no Escape is about a man who moves his family to somewhere in Asia. I can't really tell based on this promotional stuff I'm looking at on IMDb. I want to say Thailand. It looks like Thailand to me. I could be completely wrong. Um, I'm pretty sure Pierce Brosnan says where it is in the uh, trailer. But uh, Owen Wilson is the, the patriarch of this family. He moves them. And um, they find themselves in the middle of a military coup and he has to save his family with the help of Pierce Brosnan or something. Um, I'm not sure if this is based on a true story or not. Uh, It could very well be. It could very well not be. 
Um, I think it might be at least rooted a little bit in some facts uh, and then just kind of blown out of proportion to kind of an action thriller type deal. Now, if you told me that Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan were doing a movie together, uh, my response would be, and is, I do not care about that. Um, but I want to give you guys content, so I'm, I, full disclosure, right up front, I am only watching this purely for the show, but I did happen to watch the trailer last night, and I actually think this movie looks really good if you cut Owen Wilson out of it. It looks like a really interesting, um, movie, it looks like a really, like, solid thriller. I just don't know if I can take Owen Wilson seriously as as the man of the hour, you know. Uh, Pierce Brosnan looks like he doesn't play that heavily into the movie. They could just be saving him for it. But, yeah, Owen Wilson looks bad in this, and Pierce Brosnan looks good in this, and so I feel like I'm going to want to see Pierce Brosnan more than I want to see Owen Wilson, because that's 100% of the time the case. However, this movie was written and directed by the Dowdle Brothers. Drew Dowdle and John Eric Dowdle, and the Dowdle brothers, as far as I'm concerned, are two for two in my book. They're uh, y- they're usually horror directors, and they directed um, uh, a film from M Night Shyamalan. Kind of, it was it was right before everyone got on the full on full steam ahead hate train for M Night Shyamalan. And M. Night Shyamalan wanted to do these, this sort of anthology of horror films where he had ideas, but he didn't want to direct them. He was giving the ideas to other filmmakers to write and direct. And the Dowdle Brothers did the only one of those that actually came to fruition. And that movie is called Devil. Um, Devil's really good. I like that movie a lot. I think it's just, I think it's a very solid movie. It's not... Um, it's it's plays with its limitations very well and it, and it knows how to stay bound to its premise as well as bound to the place where it all takes place like they do cut back and forth within the building but they never really leave the the elevator or or the building the elevator is in except to go like kind of on the streets outside it's a very um small movie in a good way it it knows that it's it's it needs to uh, in order for the tension to work it needs to be um, bound in in it. Uh, it needs it needs to obey some boundaries. I liked that movie quite a bit. And then um, these guys directed a movie called As Above, So Below, and that was a kind of a found footage movie. Which uh, you know, found footage is pretty divisive. Most people hate it. I, uh, if you listen to the previous episode with my friend Ariel, you'll know that we actually both really like found footage movies and. This was kind of a movie I saw on a lark. I had heard them talk about the film on a podcast that I listened to. And uh, one day, my fiance and I had kind of an intense morning. I don't even remember about what, but we had kind of an intense morning. And we decided, okay, it wasn't anything relationship related, but uh, it was, I don't, I don't remember what it was. We were stressed out about something or angry about something. And she was like, let's just go watch a dumb movie. And so we chose As Above, So Below because we had both heard the, the Dowdle Brothers on the podcast. And it is a dumb movie. Don't get me wrong. It has some of the most national treasure, bullcrap history, uh, remembering that I've ever seen. I mean, every time they encounter some sort of um, peril on this uh, in this film, someone knows exactly what historical reference that 
puzzle is trying to make. It's like if Indiana Jones had just like a crazy encyclopedia in his head, which he does, but it felt much less organic. It was this very forced, like, get me some lemon juice because clearly I know there are hidden messages on the back of the Declaration of Independence type of, of thing. But that movie ends so strong. It ends with... Um, it ends with this very, very hopeful note. And, and it has a lot to say about, if you're a person of faith, it has a lot to say about the nature of repentance and redemption and forgiveness in the eyes of a higher power. And I really like that. I like it when horror movies do that. I think Devil does that um, pretty well. I think As Above, So Below does that a lot better. If, you, uh, if you're, you know, into the theology of the, that kind of thing, obviously it's flawed. But I think it's better representation than a lot of that thing gets in a lot of those ideas get in mainstream movies. And I like that. I think there's something important about them. And I think that, that the, the Dowdle brothers say a lot about um, faith. I think they might be, to a certain extent, Christian filmmakers that aren't making uh, Christian films that you and I know to be Christian films because they have titles like Devil and as above, so below, that feature people going through the catacombs under Paris. But I think at the at the heart of it, they tell um, they tell stories about of a spiritual nature about good versus evil and good wins. They also have a movie called The Poughkeepsie Tapes, which is a found footage film about a demented serial killer. And that movie, from my understanding, is very brutal and hard to watch, and I won't watch it. I refuse to watch it. It's not uh, something that I feel like I need in my life, but it's supposed to be pretty uh, intense and, and brutal. So not all of their films have that. I'm not expecting No Escape to have that, but I respect these guys because they kind of spring it on you, and I like that because it's not quite a huge twist, and they don't need to have a huge twist in every movie. Every horror movie doesn't need a big, crazy reveal. They just tell these very natural stories about um, spiritual ideas where good wins in the end. And I like that. And they don't even put like a weird button on them that seems like, oh, yeah, you may have won the battle, but we're going to win the war. The evil side is like uh, like even The Conjuring does that. And, and it's, it's kind of the moment of the movie I hate the most. I don't like it when a horror movie ends on this note where it's like the evil thing still wins because it makes the entire... Um, movie pointless it makes it makes for a, you negating your entire experience you just shared with your audience um you know let good win or if you want evil to win in your movie like you can do that let evil win and let that be the win for that time you don't have to remind the audience i think it's almost demeaning actually to do that um but i've gotten way off topic i think the battle brothers make very solid movies i don't think they make great movies but I think they make extremely, extremely watchable movies. And I like that. And I like them. And I think they know their way behind a camera. I think they know how to write um, a story that plugs along really, really well. I think the pacing in all their movies is really good. They're not extraordinary, but they're very, like, they're... I don't even want to say turn your brain off. I feel like that's almost offensive to say turn your brain off. They're just go watch them, be entertained, have a good time leave them there um you know as much as i like that uh the redemption and forgiveness and repentance aspect of as above so below i don't talk about that all the time even when i'm talking about horror movies it's not at the forefront of my brain it's not one of my favorite horror movies 
It's just a solid little movie. And I think No Escape has the potential to be a solid little movie if I can get over Owen Wilson. The test is going to be whether or not I can. So we'll see how it goes. I'll be back next week um, with an episode on what I thought about Behind Enemy Lines, The Matador, and No Escape. Um, it's coming out this. It's actually coming out uh, at the time of this recording tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, August twenty sixth. I forgot that they sometimes release movies on Wednesdays. So I'll be back next week. Um, in the meantime, you can send us an email before and after show at gmail.com. Um, let us know what what you think about Owen Wilson, because he's got some fans. He still shows up in things from time to time. So, uh, yeah, um, like us on Facebook, before and after show, uh, at before and after pod on Twitter. That's at before, the letter N, after pod on Twitter. Um That'll do it for me. Until next week, go watch Goldeneye. Makana-san. Makana-san. <laughs>